We said she the as as we back in the pesukim the pesukim say that the husband brings the carbon mincha. It's actually responsibility of the husband to provide the carbon mincha for the isha. We said originally she's bringing it from her house in the kvifa mitzris. So now it says in the mishnah here He takes it. Now Rashi says over here he, who is the he that's taking? Rashi says it's referring to the baal. The husband actually takes it out of the Kavifah Mitzvah, which it's not yet Kodesh Kedush Kedushas Haguf, and he actually puts it into the Klisharitz to make it Kodesh Kedushas Haguf, and he actually does the Yitzika, the Brila, and he prepares the entire Kavar Mincha. The Kayan only has to get involved from the Shas Kemitzah Ve'elech. Only thing, the first part that the, of the Kavar Mincha that we require a Kayan for is for the Kemitzah. And we'll talk about the Hagosha, etc. in a second. But at this stage, Rashi says it's, it's the Baal. Taisus brings you Rishamu, which seems to be Rashi, but it's the Kayan, but Rashi says it's the Baal. She puts, they put it on her hand. We said she's standing there holding it. Now, the Kayan then does Tanufa with her. We'll learn in the Pesukim that you need, well, in the Gemara right away, that the Tanufa has to be done both with the Bailim, in this case the Isha, and the Kayan together. So they put their hands, her hands are holding the this uh, Kalisharis, and the Kayan's hands are underneath hers. Tysus brings the Rishalmi. The Rishalmi says, how do we do such a thing? The Rishalmi says, it's Mechur to have a Kayan touching the woman's hands. So first the Rishalmi wants to say, maybe they're not holding it in the same pot, spot on the pot. Then the Rishalmi says, maybe there's a, maybe there's a uh, gloves or some sort of cloth between them. Rishalmi doesn't like that either. Then the Rishalmi says, maybe we're talking about an old Kayan who doesn't have any Tivus. The Rishalmi rejects that as well. And finally, Rishalmi just says that since here we're talking about Derech Malacha, even a young Kayan for a short period of time. It's not an issue over here. It seems to be the actual touching, the way the Rishami seems to be saying it, for the man to touch the woman's hands is not an Isidaraisa per se. The Rishami calls it a Dover Mechur. So it's not a proper thing. It's not really an Isidaraisa of the Gali server because you're not doing it here. Der Chibor, Der Chanor, anything like that. And therefore, in terms of Isidaraisa, Lavdafka would be, but the Rishami does discuss it and says it's okay and that's not going to be an issue, so don't be concerned about that. I just said the Rishami says they are touching. So the Rishami says they are. Okay. So they bring it close to the Mizbech. They do the Hagoshad, as we discussed, the Karen Dravis Marovis. They do the Kmitza. They do the Akhtora. They're like every other Mincha, every other Karba Mincha, after your Maktir. The kmitza on the mizbech, the leftovers are ate, eaten by koinim. We'll see cases where that's left off so in the rest of the park. Continues the Mishnah. Now we get to a point which we've already discussed a couple of times, which is what is the order that things are done in? Clearly, obviously, you have to make the shvua, and then after the shvua, you write it down, and after you write it down, you erase it, and after you erase it, she drinks. The question is, when does that entire process happen? Because we have two things we have to do over here. We have to do the shvua and the ksiva mechika, and we have to do the karbim mincha, which happens first. Clearly, as we'll see in the Gemara, she does does not uh, die or explode or whatever you want to call it until after both of those activities are done. That's clear. The question is, which one happens first? So the Tanakhama says, So first she would drink, which means, according to the Tanakhama, that that which we'll discuss later on in the parak, what happens to her and her eyes bulge out and all that happens, does not occur when she drinks. Because she has not yet brought the Karbim Mincha. Therefore, she has to do the Shrua, the writing, the erasing, the drinking. Nothing happens to her at this stage until they bring the Karbim Mincha. However long it takes more now to bring the Karbim Mincha, so you do the Hagosha and the Tanufa, etc. Only after you bring the Karbim Mincha does it start to take effect. That's a Tanakama. 
Shimon says no. It's the opposite order. First we did the carbon mincha, we got that all out of the way, and only after that then we did the shvua and the ksiva and the mechika and the drink. And therefore, according to Shimon, as soon as she does the drinking, immediately it starts to take effect. Shanemar, the Gemara quotes the Pasuk, and that's what we're going to spend time on Hamad Beis. V'achar Yishka Isha Shabayim. It says, after the government, we'll see the Pesukim in a second, after that, the woman drinks. So it's Mashiach Shimon clearly that you first bring the government, and then you go ahead and drink. However, says of Shimon, says even I agree that Bidiyevet, if it's out of order, if Bidiyevet she drank before the Kabbalah Mincha, it would be kosher as well. But as we said, it does not take effect and does not start affecting her until she actually does bring the Kabbalah Mincha. Says the Gemara, Amalei Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Oishia de Dorei. Rebbe Oishia de Dorei, Rashi points out that there were two Rebbe Oishias who lived in the same generation. One was a Chaver uh, of Rebbe Yechanan, and one was a Talmud from the next generation, but they lived at the same time. So often when we're speaking about Rebbe Oishia, we have to understand if we're talking about Rebbe Oishia Rabba, which is the older one, or Rebbe Oishia de Dorei, which is the younger one. So Rebbe Lazar over here is speaking to Rebbe Oishia de Dorei, which is the younger of Rebbe Oishia. And Rashi says, it's clear because of the way context. He says to him, don't sit down until you explain to me Pshat. He would never have spoke, spoke, spoke in spoke such direct fashion to the to Rabbi Rabbah. And therefore, clearly, this is the younger Rabbi Shia is talking to. And he asked him the following Shiloh. Where do we see? It says in our Mishnah that you have to do tenufa, you have to wave it like a, like a lulav. Where do we see that in the Psukim? So, what do you mean, Minolan? What, what kind of question? The Pesach says, So it says, in the Pesach. What kind of question is this? It says, It should be, Ella, Ella Pashup Shad, if you read the Pasik, Pasik says, the Kayin takes it. The The Kayin does the Tanufa. So Pashup Shad, it sounds very clear in the Pasik that the Kayin is doing the Tanufa. Yet our Mishnah says they do it together. And that the Bailam, in this case the Isha, is involved in the Tanufa. That was his Shiloh Tabrashi. Where do we see that in the Pasik? Says oh, that we learn Isa Yad Yad Bishlamim. That we learn out from a carbon shlamim. Ksiv Hach, it says, It says, Miyat. Uksiv Hasim, it says by the carbon shlamim that the Bailim brings the carbon shlamim. And then the Pasik says, Yodav Tivienu as Isha Hashem, as a chelim, as a chaza, tenufa, lahonifoy some tenufa of the Hashem. Yodav is going back in the context that I posted carbon shlamim on the Bailim. Therefore, the Bailim, the owner who brought the carbon shlamim, he has to do the tenufa. So we have two psukim that talk about tenufa. We have Tanufa by the Mincha Saita, which says the Kayin, and we have Tanufa by the regular carbon Shlamim, which says the Bailim. But we have Xerish Shava between them, and therefore we make the Xerish Shava like this. Makan Kayin, just like by the Mincha Saita, it says Kayin. Aflalon Kayin, it's also by the carbon Shlamim, not only is it the Bailim, it's also the Kayin. Umalalan Bailim, just by the carbon Shlamim, it says the Bailim. Afkan Bailim, here also by the Mincha Saita, it has to be the Bailim as well. So each one says one, and we learn out one from the other, that by both the carbon Shlamim. And by Amin Chasaitu, whenever you need Tanufa, you need Tanufa with two people, the Kayan and the Bailim, whoever that Bailim happens to be. So both by a regular Karman Shlamim or by the Amin Chasaitu, the hands of the Bailim are holding what they're doing, the Tanufa on, and the Kayan's hands are underneath that person's hands. Continues the mission. The mission then said, "Heinef higish kamatz vehikdir, etc." And then we bring a machloikis between the kama and of Shimon. What happens first, the kabbamincha or the hashko? Says the Gemara, "Ha'akiva." 
How do you read the Mishnah? The Mishnah said, Heinef v'higish kamatz v'hiktir, you're makravit, and then you're mashar nechel, and then we start talking about that you're supposed to do the hashka before. What do you mean? You already said you're makravit. This is how you read the Mishnah, which is the way we explained it. Seder Menachas Ketza. What's the standard Seder of the Karbim Minchas Soita? Heinef Hegish Kamatz Vehikter Vashan Nechol Akainim. So that's the standard process of the Karbim Mincha part of it. However, then says the Mishnah, when do you do this entire Karbim Mincha process? Ubashka Gufa Pligi of Shem Rabbanon. And when do you do the Ashka? Is it before or after the Karbim Mincha? That itself is Machlekes of Shem Rabbanon. The Rabbanon Sabi Mashka Ve'achach Machemis Minchasa. First you drink and. Then the mincha, so therefore, if that's a read the mishnah, two separate issues. One is what is the process of the carbon mincha? A process. The question number two is when do you do that whole process before or after the hashka? Okay, so now we get to the machlekes of Shimon and the Rabbanon of which comes first, the mincha or the hashka. We said Shimon said, but the evidence okay. So if you have chumashim in front of you, this is the time to pull out your chumashim. Let's read the psukim because you have to get uh, you have to get in, like in your head exactly what's going on over here. So if we look back, we're in Par- we're in Parshas Nasi, of course. We're in Parakel. We could start again. We went through Pasuk Yudtes and Pasuk Chaf and Chafalif and Chaf Beis. That was all the Klalos that we all talked about. And then Pasuk Chaf Gimel talked about the writing, etc. Then we get to Pasuk Chaf Dalit. Pasuk Chaf Dalit says, "Vehishka es ha'isha samei ha'morim ha'morim," and we tell her to drink. And they they take effect in her. So it says "Vehishka." Okay, we're gonna. Put numbers on these because otherwise it's going to get a little bit confusing. So this is Vehishka number one. Pasuk Chavdalit is number one. Then it says, He takes the mincha, he does the tenufa, like we just said, and he makrev the carbon mincha. And then at the end of Pasuk Chavav it says, that sounds like, and then after the carbon mincha, he's makrev, he tells the Isha to drink. So after the Akrava, V'achar, after that, Yashka. So this is Yashka number two. So we already had Yashka before, the before, and now we have Yashka now. Then Pasuk Chavzayin says again, V'hishke samayim, and then she drinks it, V'hayisem nitma v'tima mal v'yisho b'amayim v'yisho b'amayim v'yisho etc. And then we have Pasuk Chavzayin has V'hishke amayim, Hishke number three. So we have two after the carbon mincha and one before the carbon mincha. How do you read this? What are these three times it says it? And which one is Yikr? Does it actually happen before the carbon mincha or does it happen after the carbon mincha? This is what we're going to keep track of. So now we're just going to, we're going to jump into the Gemara. Just, you don't have to keep the Chumash open, but just keep track of the one, which is before the carbon mincha. Two is the V'achar Yishka and three is V'hishka Samayim. Tanar on top of your, your Testament base. It says V'hishka. V'hishka is the first one, which is the one before the Karbim Mincha. What does it mean, says the Gemara, that you drink, and that's talking about before the Karbim Mincha. It says number three, in this Gemara we're talking about number three. It already said that the V'hishka is after the Karbim Mincha. We're not going on the V'achar Hishka, we'll get to that later. We're going on the Hishka number three. So since it already says number three after the Karbim Mincha, what's Pshat in the V'hishka that's, that's before the Karbim Mincha? Says the Gemara, Shem Nimcha If they erased the carbon, she already made the shvuas, and they wrote it down, and then they erased it, and they already erased Hashem Hashem. Vaymeres This is a very important point we haven't really come across, which is the entire idea of the process of Saita is dependent on her agreeing to be involved. 
Okay, if she refuses to have anything to do with this entire process, no problem. She's also to her husband, take a get, goodbye and good luck. Right? The whole idea of a saita is that the husband doesn't know if something happened or not, and he gives her basically an opportunity to prove her innocence. Okay, if she says, "I'm Tomei, I did it. I was mizana with that man that you warned me not to, or I was mizana with any man. It doesn't matter. She's also to him, of course. She goes home. She gets a get. Marriage is over. The whole idea of Saita is that she has an opportunity to prove her innocence. Okay, what if she refuses to drink the water? If she refuses, so you're usher and go home. The game is over. However, at certain stages of this process, as we're about to see, we do not allow her anymore to refuse. At certain stage, it's too late. And now you must drink it. Now, if she refused because she was guilty, she's going to be in trouble. If she refused because she was just scared, as we'll see in the Gemara, there's a, there's a concept that even if she's innocent, she's just scared to go to the base of Migdash and drink this water. She doesn't know what it's going to happen to her. And therefore, nothing will happen. She'll get bracha and everything will be fine. But at some point, we do not allow her to back out anymore. Now, if she says, Tameani, that's going to be very clear. Anytime there's this entire process, if she says, I was Mazana Beferish, game over. Game over. We stopped the process right there. She does not drink. We do not deal with the carbon mincha. If it wasn't yet makriv, we'll get thrown out. We'll see all those gemaras tomorrow. If she says beferish tmeani, the process stops wherever it is. But if she does not say tmeani, she says any shoyse. So she doesn't necessarily admit guilt. It sounds like she's admitting guilt, but we don't really know because she didn't say that she's guilty. That's what this gemara is talking about. So it says the gemara. If they erase the Megillah, and she says, I won't drink, we force her. Now, what is this going on? So Rashi points out, this is going on the first Vihishka. Now, according to Rabbi Akiva, he's going to hold like a Shimon in our mission, we'll see in a minute. Rabbi Akiva actually holds that you're supposed to bring the Karbim Mincha first. And therefore, Rabbi Akiva is bothered If you're supposed to bring the Karbim Mincha first, why does it say Vehishke before the Karbim Mincha? The Pshad is that if the Kayanim did it wrong, and the Kayanim wrote and erased, did the Shvua, and wrote and erased the Megillah before the Karbim Mincha, which they're not supposed to do, but they did it, at that stage, there's no more backing out for her anymore. Unless she says, Tumayani, there's no more backing out, even though it was done in the wrong time. Normally, we dafko, according to Rav Shimon Kiva, we want to push off, I mean, like the svar of the Pasuk is, we want to bring the Karbim Mincha first to delay as long as possible the erasing of the Megillah to give her an opportunity to admit. Because as soon as she admits and does tshuva, we don't have to erase Shem Hashem. So we want to delay that as much as possible. If, for whatever reason, the Kayin forgot where they were up to or wasn't paying attention and did the Shvua and the Mesiva and the Mechika early, even though they did it wrong, Lamais at that point says, Rebekiva, we learned from Vehishka that the Vehishka is tied to the Mechika. And once the Mechika happens, she has to drink at that stage anymore. There's no more backing out unless she says Tmeani. If she doesn't say Tmeani, she must drink even if it was done before the Karbim Mincha. That's Rebekiva's point. Shimon agrees to Rabbi Akiva in concept, in terms of the order that the mincha comes before the drinking. Rabbi Shimon is asking another point. Shimon it says, V'achar Yishka. It says, number two. Number two Yishka is V'achar Yishka. Matam Lemer, V'achar Yishka. Rabbi Shimon says, the Yishka V'Hishka is number three. So what is number two? Ishka, Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shimon are arguing. Rabbi, Shim, Rabbi Kiva was darshaning number one and number three, and Rabbi Shimon is darshaning number two and number three. So what do you do with that? 
Ella, Rabbi Shimon says, you know what it says for Acher? Acher means, Acher kola maisim kula maila. It says for Acher to teach me that everything we've already talked about the Psukim is ma'akev and her being tested. And they are. Magid, gimel dvar makfama. Three things are ma'akev for her to be tested properly. First of all, Achle karva koimitz. You have to makrev the karva mincha. Vachle nimchalcha megillah. She obviously has to have the, min- the megillah erased, she has to make the shrua. And therefore, those three things, when it says, is just telling me that all three of those are she will not be properly tested by the water until all three of them happen. It says, well, what does that mean? Actually, carb carbets that you have to mark of the carbon mincha because of shimmel tamei. That's the shimmel shetal. So you have to mincha v'achach mashke. Okay, so you have to do the mincha first, and then v'achher you go ahead and you can drink the water and it will test you. Actually, nimcha megillah elamai mashkila. So what does that mean? That you have to make sure you erase the megillah before she drinks. Well, of course you have to erase the megillah before she drinks. You can't drink. You are drinking the erased Megillah. So what does that mean? And here's the Iker point, according to Shimon. What it teaches, It has to be very well erased. It can't just be erased a little bit and you scrape some ink into it. It has to be that there is no Roshim whatsoever of ink on the cloth at all. Totally clean, as if it's a clean, brand new piece of paper. And therefore, that's what it means. When it says, V'acher yishke, V'acher, according to Shimon, is, is, oh, in this case, is telling you that it has to be after all this is totally, absolutely done. Next piece. So it says over here, the third one was, she has to make the shua. Obviously, she makes the shua, then we write it, then we erase it. So we said, of course, you have to erase it. It means she reshume nicker. What does it mean? That she has to make the shrua. That means that she has to make the shrua before she drinks it. Can we write it before she makes the shrua? Can we just start writing it down on the cloth and then she makes the shrua and then we erase it? Says the Gemara. You can't even write it before the shrua. Says, but that one is a little bit extra. Rabbi Shimon didn't have to actually mention that. It's a Dover Pashat, that you, of course, have to make the shul before you write it, and you have to write it before you drink it. That's clear. Rabbi Shimon's point was a two points. A, that the Karbim Mincha has to go first, and B, the, uh, the, the Karbim has to go first, and B, that it has to be Ein Rishumay Nikah, when you erase it, it has to be totally, absolutely erased. And that's why it says, the Viachar Yishke, number two and number three, are there to stress these two points. Okay, the so now... Don't talk at all about the shvua. Uh, the shvua the the was mentioned in another place, not, not, not with the, with the, with the heshka. Correct. The shvua was in second before. That was yeah, just exactly. So, so there's off, there's off no, the there's no, we don't see that there is a direct, immediately, with the shvua and the drinking and the writing. The Pasuk says it is. The Pasuk says you write, you say the shvua, then you write it, then you vehishka. It's clear. That's the order of the Pesukim. That's clear. Okay, so it says the Gemara. So now we've understood Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Akiva, who both hold, like we said in Amman both of them hold that you're going to be Makavis Minchas of Achas Maskit. You have to bring the cover Mincha first, and they darshan these that the first Mincha that it says, the first Vehishka that it says in the Pasuk is Lav Dafka, that you're not drinking beforehand. All that means is, according to Rabbi Akiva, if you do it out of order, she cannot drink anymore. She cannot back out anymore, I'm sorry. But the Iker are the second two, says the Gemara. But my commitment, but the Rabbanon argue on this whole business. The Rabbanon clearly say that you're going to drink before the Kabbalah Mincha. So how do they dash in the Pesukim? Something like this. Plus a Kraikzim. So let's make Seder over here. There are three Pesukim. There's the Vehishka Kama, which is before the Kabbalah Mincha. Then there's the Vi'achar Yishka, which is after the Kabbalah Mincha. And then there's the Vehishka Basra, the last one we had in Pesuk Chavzai. So how do you dash them? Let's go through each Shita. Rabbanan Savi is follows. Vehishke kamas the gufa. 
the first hishka before the carbon mincha, that's the icker one that you drink before the carbon mincha. Shemashka v'achach machem is That's clear. V'achar yishka. So what does v'achar mean? It says in the pasuk after you bring the carbon mincha, v'achar yishka. Now you drink. What do you mean? According to Rabbanu, you already drank before. That teaches you that it has to be very well erased. And as Rashi explains, the Rabbanu says, is not the Karban Mincha. It's the Mechika. After you've done the Mechika, well, then you could drink. But actually, the Iker drinking already happened before the Karban Mincha. It's, a little, it's out of order in the way it's written in the Pasuk, but it's stressing that it has to be done after the full erasing is done. That's number two. The Ishka Basra, and the last Vishka, Shem Nimcha Megillah, Vimeris, and Ishaisa, if she tries to back out at that stage and says, I'm not going to drink, also, we force her to drink. So the abundance say the Iker is the first one, the second one says you have to have totally erased, and the third one is there's no more backing out. Reb Shimon says, no. Riacha Yishka Zagufar. Number two is the Iker. Number two is the Iker. The Hishke Kama, the one that's before the Karbim Mincha, means Hishka V'achach Hechemis Minchasek Sherev. Reb Shimon says, that one teaches me what Reb Shimon said in the Mishnah, B'di'eved, if you do it out of order, it's okay. B'di'eved, if you bring, if you do the Hishka before the Mincha, you're okay. L'chatkila, you should not. Which means, as the Rabbana are about to point out, according to Reb Shimon, the Pesukim are really weird. Because the Pesuk says, the Hishka Zishmai Marm, which we're saying means B'di'eved, the first time it's mentioned in the Pesukim to drink is a Bidiyavid case. And that's really weird. And the Rabbanon are going to point that out. Now, another p- p- point to keep in mind here is we do have now a, a technical machlaikis over here between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon said the Iker Drasha that you do the Ashka after the Karbim Mincha is number two. And Rabbi Akiva before said it's number three. And that's going to make enough gemina how we in the end of the sugi here in a second. Okay, shem hishibach evichas mechasek sher vishka basra. So what does Rabbi Shimon do at number three? Shem nimcha megil v'armenei nishayis amarnu shemashkus about karcha. Okay, so everybody agrees that once you nimcha come megila, there's no more backing out. The question is, where do you learn that from? Do you learn that out from number three? Do you learn that out from number two? But everybody agrees to that point. For Rabbanan, but the Evelay pasachah, the Rabbanan say you're not going to start a pasuk the first time it says veishka is the out of order one, and therefore the Rabbanan say the Iker is number one. So Reb Shimon, Rabbanan say Iker is number one. Reb Shimon says Iker is number two, and Reb Akiva says Iker is number three. Okay. Reb Shimon does not say veishka. Iker didn't say. Rabbi Sover, hold on, we'll see. Rabbi Akiva says the Marvah Sover, Rabbi Akiva, Mashkina Sabal Korcha. He's saying, even Rabbi Akiva agrees that we learn out Mashkina, he saw Bal Korcha, that was what he learned out uh, from number one. That once you do the Mechika, you're forced into drinking. Even though, even though, and here's the important point, Rabbi Akiva said, you, even if you did the Mechika out of order, and you did it at the wrong time, still you're going to do it. Now Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon agreed to that point. Reb Shimon agreed that we force her. Reb Shimon only agreed that we force her from Pusik number three. Pusik number three is when you did it in the proper order. According to Reb Shimon, if you erased in the if you made her if you erased it before the Karbim Mincha, you would not force her to drink. According to Rebekiva, when there's enough from Pusik number one, you would force her to drink. So even in Reb Shimon and Rebekiva, Rashi stresses there is a machlekes, and that is if you did it out of order and you did that, tried to do the Ashka first. Before the Kabbalah Mincha, according to Akiva, you got to force her. According to Shimon, no, what are you talking about? You did it out of order. We only learned that to force her from Pasuk number three. And Pasuk number three is after the Kabbalah Mincha. A little bit confusing, but that's the, how you learn it out. 
says Marble, the Rebekiba Lachar doesn't hold it. Avatanya. If you do, I remember, Kalbusha Barzomatil Sechpia. You have some sort of like funnel with teeth, Rashi says, two strong teeth that you put into her mouth. Shem Nimcha Magil, if you erase it, Amr any Shaysa Marini, so Mashkus Makarka, we pour it down her throat. Amr Bikiva, Klumanu Trechem, Elabaika. She keeps his way a second. The whole function over here of the carb, of the carb process of Saita is to check, is she guilty or innocent? If at this stage she says any shaysa, she's basically saying tmeani. Yeah. And therefore, if she says beferish tmeani, everybody agrees, she walks away. Says Rabbi Akiva, if at this stage she says any shaysa, that's the equivalent of tmeani. And therefore, there's no forcing her to drink. There's no reason to force her to drink. She basically said tmeani. So, Frank the Gemara, you just said according to Rabbi Akiva. There be Kiva holds, we learn that from the Pasuk, that once you erase it, you force her. This Pasuk clearly says, Rabbi Kiva says, there's no forcing. Well, if she says any Shaisa, that's the equivalent of Tmehan, and she walks away. How do you reconcile these two halachas? So then I'll tell you when it makes sense like this. It depends. It depends where you mark of the carbon Mincha yet. Once you mark of the carbon Mincha, then you can no longer back out. And even Rabbi Akiva would agree you force her. But if it was before the Karba Mincha, then not. This is what are you talking about? Well, Tamech, Tikshilach, Higufa. That makes no sense. Mishakarva Karim, it's any Yachalaksabai, Valabaduka Vaymedis. The whole Svar Rabbi Akiva is that once she says any Shaisha, she's being Maida. So she's being Maida. What's the difference between before the Karba Mincha, after the Karba Mincha? Makes no difference. If she's Maida, she's Maida. Somebody you're right. Loikasha. That's not the issue. The issue is not whether you're a mark of the Karba Mincha or not. The issue is how the Mahadraba Machas Risiso, but the Kahadraba Machas Briusa. What is her emotional state when, when she says any shaisa? If her emotional state is briusa, briusa means she's confident, she's not nervous at all, she's confident, I'm not drinking, leave me alone, I'm not bothering. What does that indicate to us? That indicates to us that she's not drinking because she knows she's guilty. And therefore I'm not drinking. And she's nothing to be nervous about. I'm just not drinking. It's just not going to happen. She was playing along with us the whole time and seeing like, you know, maybe something will happen. What? It's not Rishusa. No. Rishusa means she's shaking. She's no, 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 no. Let me finish, please. Rishusa means she's shaking. She's nervous because she's afraid that if she drinks the water and she's innocent, she's going to still blow up. She's just afraid of the water. So if we see she's nervous, why would she be nervous over here? She knows that the Allah is at any point in time she can just say, I'm done, I'm out of here, and I'm walking away. What's there to be nervous about? There's nothing to be nervous about. If she knows she's guilty, there's literally nothing. Now, she can be nervous that she's going to ruin her whole marriage and she's going to have to go home and get divorced and find that out. But in terms of dying, she really has nothing to worry about if she just doesn't want to drink. Just don't drink, that's all. Thank you. you, know, you everybody gets a free, you know, get out of jail card. Okay, the Rabbanu will take care of you, but you don't have to worry about it here in the Beis Hamikdash. So, what is her emotional status, says Rabbi Kiva? If her emotional status is briusa, okay, so her emotional status briusa. That means she's probably confident that she was never really going to drink. That means she's tame and del. Then we stop the process. But if her emotional status is risusa, risisa, which means really maybe she's innocent. She's just nervous to drink because she's afraid that even if she's innocent. This, you know, heebie-jeebie water over here is going to have a negative effect on her. She's just scared of it. That case, says Rabbi Akiva, we force her to drink. We force her to drink so she'll be innocent. She won't be afraid. Nothing will happen. Oh, she'll get brach out of this thing. Says the Gemara. And therefore you read it as follows. If she's confident, nothing to drink for because we know it. 
if she's nervous, then it depends. If it's before the Kabir Mincha, that the Iker here is that the Megillah was not yet erased. So the Megillah is not yet erased. Or if they did it out of order, then she can back out. We didn't erase the Megillah. Or if you erased the Megillah too early, back out. But but once you're of the carbon which means you already did everything, then the bedin of the kainim the machi, they already erased anything. Then since she's not admitting guilt, because she's just nervous, and we assume she's nervous innocently, and we already erased the car, we already erased the shem hashem. Then we tell her go ahead and drink, so you get the bracha. So that's Rabbi Akiva's point. So but wait a second, kasha the Akiva Akiva. That's a steer shit to Akiva. Awesome. At the Bryce on the top of your Testament base, Amar Mechikam Akva. The question was Mechika. Which is the main point? Is the main point, remember, according to, according to Rabbi Akiva and according to Rabbi Shimon over here, you're, like we said in the Mishnah, you're going to be Mashka. So is the Iker the Hakravas Hamincha, which is before the Mechika, or is the Iker the Mechika? What is the Iker point? At which point we tell her there's no more backing out and we force her. This price was mashma, it's the mincha. Before it was mashma, it's the mechika. What the Iker point is. Okay, so therefore we've come out now, three shitas. We have, let's just make it clear in our heads. We have shitas Rabbanan, which say that the Iker is the hashka before the Karbim Mincha. Before the carbon mincha is the ikr, that which it says v'acher means we shumen ikr, and the last one says we force her. According to Shimonir Akiva, it's not that way. According to Shimonir Akiva, first you bring the carbon mincha, and then you make her drink. What's the first first vehishka? So according to Akiva, the first vehishka is even if you do it out of order, you could force her. And according to Rabbi Shimon. We said not like that. According to Yom Shimon says that the, the first one is telling you that bidi evid, if you do it out of order, it's okay as well. It's according to be Akiva. If you be if you do it out of order, but the evidence not okay, because Rabbi Kiva learned from the first one that you force her. Mashma, you don't have the first one for, but the evidence not okay. So there's going to be two kudukus of Let's finish to the Mishnah. Let's say she's confident and she says, "I'm not drinking," which we said means she's guilty. And then she says, "No, you know, you know what? I'll drink. I'll take my chances." So Mao, if she said to Meani, there's no more changing your mind. But here she didn't say Tmeani. She said any shaysa, which we interpreted to mean Tmeani. Is that the same? Now, Chimon Yama any shaysa is Tmeani Kamra. The Chimon the Achsen Achshem Betumah Lematzi Hadjibay. Or Dilma Chimon Yama Shaysani Gal Yedaita Demachas Piyasusu Diyamar. That even though we thought she was saying it confidently, if she changes her mind, that sort of makes us realize maybe she wasn't as confident as we thought she was, and therefore we should allow her to drink. Take one more point. Amar Vod Shmuel. The water is called, if you look in the Psukim, it says in the Pasuk, when he puts the water, and it calls it before. It's called before we put the Ksav into it. Why is it called Mayamar before we take seven into it? I understand if it's Mar because it causes her to be punished. That's only when the Ksav is written in it and she's ready to drink it. It's being called bitter water before we actually put anything into it. Just mud. 
Why is it called bitter water? My he says, You got to put something bitter. I don't know what it is. Some crane or whatever it is. Some spices. Some, uh, what are that stuff they put on the sushi, right? The green stuff over there. Wasabi. Well, yeah, you put that in there. My That they're ready before we started this process. Okay.